We are finally here. Today is the first day of the World Cup. Today was March Day 1, 20th November, where Qatar, the Maroons, took on the Ecuador national team in a match that ended 2-0. I have with me Herman, Matthew, and Bright for us to look over the day's events. I'll first of all shoot it to you, Herman. Thank you, Ali, and good evening, listeners. The World Cup is here, the Mundial is here, and what a day, what a way, what a game. I say what a game because today I was taken aback because I'm surprised and I know the Qataris had been preparing for this for 12 years, starting the Aspire Academy all through trying to fix a local a local based team who play together. That's uh, most of their, their, their players are made up of the outside players getting some foreign coaches in there. Not that I expected more, but I was very surprised they couldn't even string three passes together. Each ball they tried, I mean, a teammate passing to the other teammate meant that the teammate could not control it and ended up fouling the Ecuadorians. It was a strange game for me because I felt, I knew it was going to be a, a very tough game for the Qataris because from the start, and you know, on the third minute, when the penalty was disallowed, I just knew that they are in for trouble. I was, today I was impressed by Angelo Preciado, the right back, actually. I think they knew the Qataris were no good with the air balls or were no good with the crosses. And they started pumping it in, pumping it in. The first goal from, came from a cross. The second goal, uh, the first, I mean, the disallowed goal came from a cross. And we all know how the penalty came. That was a knife through, like a hot knife through a margin, you know, but I just went straight through them. They were so open, they were disorganized. And for me, our predictions we made early on in the other podcast, stand. I don't think they have a chance again. Even they couldn't pull a drug against them, could do this. I think they are out already. So I'm not surprised. It's still the same, but I was expecting more. Well, good evening to our cherished listeners. Um, so basically, I was very surprised in which, um, like the way in which the Qatari played their football. If you look at the progress of the team, as Herman rightly alluded to, they've been training for a long time. You know, they they won the Asian Cup. They were semi-finalists in the Arab Cup. They were semi-finalists in one other tournament. So I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting the... Mohamed Muntari, the Ghanaian team we've been having, he looked to be an interesting part of that. Unfortunately, when they met the Ecuadorians, uh, they couldn't really put their knack together, especially in the final third. You could see they were doing a lot of defensive passing and passing in the midfield. But when they got to the final touch, they were not putting it to good use. If you look at their build-up, you could see that most of their goals were coming from um, corners, set pieces. And I was expecting that and they utilize that more by crossing in for Ali Moes to be able to, because that guy is quite tall, I was expecting a lot more crosses, a lot more, you know, just to put their 
offensive line to work. The only time they actually tried that was when they narrowly missed just before the halftime and he couldn't, Ali could not put it to the back of the net for the Qatari. But all in all, I would say that it looks very bleak for the Qatari team. Um, they showed that they can put some together some passes, but I mean, everyone expected the Ecuadorians to come four guns, please, and they did. Uh, good evening, listeners. For me, I'm also disappointed. Uh, in the first place, I don't know why the coach went with such a negative uh, setup, playing five, five back. And for a nation who is hosting the World Cup and have, have its uh, fans behind it, at least they should take the game to the Ecuadorians, at least show some kind of bravery. But I didn't see that in their game. I expected I, I expected them to get a goal, be a little bit explosive going for it, but I didn't see all that. However, today was just the start. We have three matches tomorrow. England against Iran, Senegal against the Netherlands, and then USA against Wales. Let's first of all start with the predictions for tomorrow. England and Iran. Herman, give us the prediction for that match tomorrow. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game between England and Iran. Both coaches are coaches who sit, sit back. Yeah, we all know Carlos Courage. He's left Egypt and he's now back in Iran. So at least expect Haram football. Same with Gareth Southgate. He's scared to lose the first game. So I expect the game to be a very low scoring game. When I say low scoring game, a difference of one. So Either, but I'm going for an England win. So either England win by a goal or two goals to one. All right. You, you are going for an England win. And what about you, Bright? What will be the scoreline between Senegal and Netherlands? A scoring draw. I, I, I see a one-all draw in that game. And what about yourself, Matthew, on USA versus Wales, the last game of the day? Okay, so um, I think the uh, Wales national team will carry the day by uh, three goals to one. Okay, I think we are all going with um, the European heavyweights to carry the day on match day two. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to add a little twist. You know that I've been observing the Iranian team and I think they are actually one of the teams that are grossly underrated, but they do have a good run of form. If you look at the friendly matches they played, they played against Senegal, they drew against Senegal. They have actually beaten Uruguay, one of the teams in, in Group H. They, they look to have, um, I, don't, I think that their last defeat came against Algeria. And in about six matches, they've lost just one. They've been playing quality opposition. So I think, give or take, they should pull some incursions against England. Maybe a draw or even a surprise win. Yeah, I was actually even going for that. I was going for England 1, Iran 3. What do you think of that? I, I think I think well that's your opinion, but I feel the English will not concede three goals like that because they sit back and I know they'll play a three-back system All so right. that they could free a tripier and say a show. I think Iran will also go with the same three-back system, or even if they are going with a four-back system they were going to sit back. So at the end of the day, what is going to happen is that 
that game is going to be a very low scoring game. But quality, the quality of England, Iran, I don't think they finish well. That's their problem. But Carlos Kuros, you see, what the point Matthew raised was a good point over the qualifiers and the others, but that wasn't handled by Carlos Kuros. Now that he's back, you revert them to the defensive side of the city. All right. that, that's a very good point that has been made. As we end, I would like each of you to mention one player who in match day two is going to be outstanding. For me, I think Saka, Arsenal's forward Saka, will make a very big impact in tomorrow's game. Playing against a, a team like Iran, we all know how they play. Even without the Carlos Cruz, they, they are a very reserved side. They don't open that much. So I think he will be that creative uh, uh, force going forward for the English national team. I tip him to have at least some good numbers in the game. I'm not... Uh, maybe a goal or an assist will do for him. So, yeah, Saka for me. So, I'm looking at um, Stephen Bergwijn. Um, I, I think he's had a rich game of form with the, his national team. He seems to come up with a goal or an assist anytime he plays. So, I'm looking for him to start making his incursions in day two. Stephen Bergwijn. I'm going with Jude Bellingham. I think he will be the difference maker for the English team because he can break the channels. Playing like a prime delay Ali, I think he will just blitz Yamit Road, get space for himself, and uh, Hurricane will thrive off that. But I'm going with Jude Bellingham. Well said. For myself, I'm going with the evergreen Gary Bill, who always seems to be magnificent whenever he puts on the Welsh shirt. At the end of it, we'll gather around again tomorrow evening listeners to review how much day two went and look ahead to match day three. You can search for Miss Soccer on the FIFA Fantasy app, whether it is the Daily Predictor or Match Predictor. Join any of our leagues. We'll be happy to have you and play together. Finally, thank you listeners. Keep listening to us on your podcast app. We appreciate your feedback. Share your comments and we are happy.